Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Good morning and welcome to Spotlight. Today's show is all about the art of listening. That's right. We're going to be doing a lot of listening today and understanding why listening is so important. And joining me here in studio today is one of the world's top expert listeners that I know. It's Linda Rousseau. Linda, welcome. Good morning, Allison. (laughs) Thank you so much. Linda is also known as the uh, brain surgeon. She is writing a book right now. She's done several events. What? Mind surgeon. Oh, mind surgeon. I'm sorry. (laughs) That brain surgeon and mind surgeon are very different things. (laughs) She, ladies and gentlemen, Linda is not a brain surgeon. (laughs) She is a mind surgeon. (laughs) All right. Well, Linda, we're really Really excited to have you here today, and um, and Lori Richens will be calling in a little bit. She'll be joining our family first segment, but um, I, I want to jump right into this topic of listening. And Linda and I are going to have a discussion here in studio, and um, want you to really, if you're listening to this right now, to to hear this quote. This I love this quote. This is a quote by Mark Twain. It's inspired so much in me. He said, wisdom comes from a lifetime of listening when you would have rather been talking. Let me say that one more time. This is from Mark Twain. Wisdom is the result or comes from a lifetime of listening when you would have rather been talking. And as I first read this quote, of course, first I thought, well, maybe this has to do with, li- with listening to other people. But as I thought more about this quote, not only does it apply to listening to other people, it also applies to listening to ourself. It also applies to listening to our higher power, to God, to source, right? Because listening, how, how often do we have that mind chatter, that brain chatter in our head? Would you, would you agree? This Absolutely. happens a lot of times where we're just talking to ourselves. We have those negative thoughts, that negative self-talk. We have a conversation going on in our head. But how often do we quiet our minds enough just to listen in meditation, to listen to what our inner self has to say and to listen to what God has to say. And I really do believe that this this is true, that all the answers you need are within you now. You just need to be still enough to hear them. Just need to be still enough to listen. So we're going to cover all of those today. But I want to start out today by talking about listening to other people and the importance of listening to other people. And I had this uh, a recent experience at an event that we were doing, um, this legendary event, and I felt really inspired this one morning to do a whole section on listening. And so we had this tribe of people gathered together. We were in this beautiful cabin in Solitude, Utah, and I, I just was going right off of download and right off of flow. And what I felt like we needed to do was it was hold space and invite people up to be presenced or be witnessed in front of the tribe Mm -hmm. and where they could just in love express whatever they had to say. And there were some beautiful experiences that came of that where people were sharing um, past wounds, where they were sharing um, present declarations of who they are and what they were going through. And then everybody in the tribe would would repeat back, I hear you and I love you. And then we would ask them, what do you need? And whether it be a group hug or an individual hug or whatever, we'd give this hug. And it was amazing to me the power of uh, that 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 was given when you have a group of people listening in love and presencing someone express what they have to say. 
And I know for me, this really struck a chord because when I was younger, uh, I have this personality. For those of you that are familiar, there's so many different personality typings out there. But I'm a, a type two, according to the Carol Tuttle, a healer, according to Gerald's archetypes. But this is the type of energy where I'm always observant. I'm looking at other people. I'm making sure everybody's happy. I'm in tune. I'm in touch. I want everybody to be heard and listened to. And sometimes that translates into me not not saying as much or not being very loud. And so I have the all these uh, childhood stories from when I was growing up about not being heard, not being listened to that kind of perpetuated throughout my life. So I loved just holding space for people to be witnessed and really listened to or really heard um, in their space. But um, Linda, I want to I want to ask you, um, what has been your experience with listening to other people? Why do you think it's important for someone to be in this ability to presence or listen to another person? Well, you know, Allison, it's so important to listen to people because they wouldn't be saying anything if they didn't want to be heard. Yeah. And so often we can just push things aside and think it's not important. And in so many cases, it can be that thread between life and death or, you know, just leading down that path. So to be able to listen to people and really understand what they're experiencing in that moment can truly be a lifesaver for them. Yeah, I I agree with you. And um you know, it was really interesting at this event where we were, and we had this opportunity for people to come up and to express themselves. Uh, there was there was a younger girl attending our event, and we had her come up, and I said do you feel like you really listen to in your life? And she said, there are a couple people, but she said in general, no. And this is a young girl that's going into middle school. And so I said to her, what do you wish that people would know about you? And she said, well, for years now, I've been telling people that I've been being bullied at school. I've been saying that I've been depressed. And she's like four years, she's been saying this to people. And she said, I feel like in general, there are a lot of people in my life that just aren't listening to me. They don't hear that I'm feeling sad. They just, I express that and they say, well, you shouldn't be feeling sad. Or I say that I'm feeling bullied and they tell me, oh, it's okay. You don't need to feel that way. And she says, but I do feel that way. And I don't feel like anybody is listening. And here's what I have to say. And it was interesting because in that moment, I felt inspired to go around the room and just ask people. I pointed to specific people. I said, what did you just hear this girl say? And they just repeated back and they said, what I heard you say was that you're being bullied or what I heard you say was that you're sad and that no one's listening to you. What I heard you say was, and I watched this little girl as people really listened to her and as they repeated back what she said in this space of safety and love. And I watched her as she felt validated, sit up taller. I watched her face light up. I watched this, I watched her melt and then tears come as she, for the first time in her life, really felt like she was heard, really felt like she was listened, really felt like she was presenced. And then to have everybody in the group say to her, I hear you and I love you. And then to ask her, what do you need right now? And she, she chose a group hug. But in that moment, I thought, how would her life be different? How would so many of our lives be different? How would the world be different if this was the way that we approached listening to people? 
if we really listened to them and we reflected back what I heard you say was, and then we said, I love you and I hear you. What do you need right now? And could you could you imagine how would the world be different if world leaders actually listen like that? You know, I, all these conflicts that have happened in the world in the past couple of years, and and well, and really for centuries since the beginning of time, all come from people not really listening, not really hearing, not really wanting to know what's going on with other people. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I. Um have really it's allowed me to reflect so much because I've actually had a teacher that shared with me in the eighth grade, the key to reading is being able to understand. So also the key to listening is to be able to understand a person. Yeah. And when we can understand a person, then it changes our perspective. We may go in with some judgments, but it will totally shift everything because we're able to see their perspective. Yeah. Tell me a moment in your life. I mean, you mentioned a teacher that taught you about reading and about understanding. Is there a moment in your life, Linda, that you can remember where you really felt like somebody listened to you, you really felt like somebody heard you, and it changed your life? Yes. Um, I would say when... Actually, still in eighth grade, you know, middle school time period, but it was a teacher that just wanted to know what I needed. It mm-hmm. was at the time of my mother passing, and she didn't just, you know, oh, sorry, they're there, but she really, her, it was two of them that came together to make sure that I had everything I needed for my eighth grade promotion ceremony, to just spend some time and talk with me. And that meant the world to me. Yeah, that's so powerful. You know, um, I remember a time too when I was in eighth grade and and I was going through this time in my life, which was a major shift in adjustment. And I had somebody that made a big difference. I had just moved from this house. I was 12 years old. I had just moved um, into a new house. And the, the house was only like a mile away. But I was going to a different junior high than all of my friends. I was in a new um, church setting that all of my friends had been and I felt like I didn't know anybody. I was really at that awkward phase. I mean, if you go back and look at me when I was 12 and 13, I'm like, oh, wow. You know, I had the thick glasses and my hair was all poofy. And I, I think I had, it was pre-braces, which was probably even worse because I had these like huge buck teeth. And, you know, I was trying to be all trendy. I remember the first day of junior high, I wore one of those spin puff paint shirts. Do you remember those? It were these shirts where you could go and make designs with this puff paint and then they put them in the spinner oh, okay. and it would spin around. Around, you know, because I thought that was really cool at the time. I don't know if those were ever actually cool, but this is what I thought was cool, you know. So I, I'm at this super awkward phase in my life. Not only that, but when we moved, it triggered some things in my brain, and I became um, severely OCD and had to go on some medication. So all these things were going on. I'm in, right at puberty, awkwardest phase of my life, leaving all my friends, new church, new school, and. Um, and I made this really good friend at my church. And some of the girls at my church were kind of mean to me. They were kind of snobbish. I was a little bit shy, so I wasn't getting to know people at school. But there was this one girl, and she became my really good friend. And I'm like, all right, she was a year older than me, so we didn't have any classes together. But we went to the same school. We went to the same church. And so we would do everything together in church. Well, a year, a little less than a year after I moved, 
and she was my only friend in the world, they did something that which they called split our ward. So in, in LDS or Mormon lingo, you have these different wards based on the area you live in. If the area gets too big, they, they split it. They make a new ward. So she was no longer in my church. And I was with all these girls who I didn't really uh, – didn't really – uh, feel like I had a lot of uh, a, lo- a lot of rapport with, and and I'm here in my church, and and I'm just feeling like I just want to hang out with her, and so I started skipping our evening youth activities to go hang out with this friend. Well, I'm sure I didn't do it in the best way, and you know you had these youth leaders there that were stri- trying really hard to hold everything together and to keep the group together and to keep the youth group together. But you know I'd run off and go and pl- be with my friend because I didn't want to be there. I just want to be with my friend. And uh, I remember one night I was doing this, and and I one of the youth leaders must have got really frustrated with me, and um, she came to me and she said, "Allison, I don't even know why you're here. I don't know why you come. You." Should should just leave. You shouldn't come back. And I remember feeling like, oh, no. Okay. And so I went into the bathroom. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to call my parents because they would be mad at me. I didn't want to go back. She told me not to go back. And then the other youth leader came in the bathroom and she found me. I remember her name was the same as mine, Allison. I'll never forget (laughs) this. And she comes in and she said, she said, I I just want you to know I love you. And I just want to hear what's going on in your life right now. I, I can see that there's some hard things that are happening and I remember just opening up to her and saying you know I'm having a hard time and I feel like Dorothy's my only friend and I just want to hang out with her and I feel like I don't belong and I feel like the other girls aren't treating me nicely and she just listened to me she just listened to me for like 10 minutes and then she gave me a hug and she said well I just want you to know I hear you and you're always welcome here and I get emotional even thinking about that now I'll, I'll never forget that moment because it changed my life I went from feeling all this shame, like I was a bad person, like I was doing something wrong, like I was, I was, I was being wrong for wanting to be with my friend, to feeling so loved and understood, and and I, I probably wouldn't have ever gone back to my youth group again had not that other leader came in, and then I felt comfortable going back to that youth group and yeah. ended up having some great experiences. But you know, there's these pivotal times in our life, and for everybody listening right now. You know, I would I would love love for you just to think of who is one person that really made a difference in your life just by really listening to you. And sometimes listening, you know, I know this in relationships and I have this beautiful relationship with Gerald. He's so amazing and he does this so well. But, you know, in relationships, oftentimes, um, you know, how 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 often do we listen? And sometimes it's not really about the response. It's just about being heard. It's just about being witnessed and presenced in what you're wanting to say by somebody that loves you and and that is an unconditional love, the love that's not going to go away. So, um, yeah, I, I really, really, I really feel the importance of just being able to listen. So there's there's a listening formula that I just want to go through, and this is something that I found is really, really, really helpful in being able to be a good listener in somebody's life, okay? And knowing this formula does not mean I'm giving you permission to expect everybody to adhere to this formula because other people may not know this formula. So just because you know how to do it, know that others may not know how to do it when they're listening to you. But this is a really good practice for you being able to really listen to another person and help them feel loved. So number one, when you're listening to someone, be fully present. Fully present. 
100% present. That means you aren't thinking about the next thing you're going to say or the next thing you're going to do or the next place you're going to go. Be fully present with that person, number one. Number two, don't talk. (laughs) I know this seems like really rudimentary, right? But how often... Linda, how often are you talking and people talk over you or they interrupt you? Does that happen often? Yes, it does. It does. So number two, don't talk when you're listening. One, be present. Two, don't talk. Three, when they're done talking, validate that you heard them. So this just looks like what I heard you say is or what I'm hearing you say is and repeat back some of the things they said. It's so interesting how validating this is. And as we were going through this process at our last event of people being heard, there's one guy that stood up and he's like, I, I've, I've thought I've been thinking I'm crazy, but here's what I'm going through. And, and as people started validating him after he was talking, he's like, oh, I'm not crazy. You hear me. You understand me. So just repeating back, just validating, here's what I heard you say. And not adding any words to it, just repeat back exactly what you heard them say. So number one, fully present. Number two, don't talk. Number three, validate or repeat back what they said. And then the fourth thing is just, I hear you. Just tell them that you hear them. And if it's appropriate for your relationship, tell them that you love them too. Now, this might not be appropriate for all relationships. You aren't going to be telling your boss you love them, maybe weird or whatever, but just say, hey, I hear you. And I get you or I hear you and I love you or I hear you and I understand. Just just let them know that you hear them. And then the last thing is, what do you need in this moment now? So ask what they need. So if you're really engaged in good listening, be fully present. Don't talk. Validate. Assure them that you heard them and that you still love them or accept them. And then lastly, just uh, say, what do you need? And there's this thing about being vulnerable. Have you heard of the vulnerable hangover, Linda? No, I haven't. So the vulnerable hangover is when you share something with somebody and then you're like, oh, why did I just share that? <laughs> you kind of freak out. Have you done that before? Yes. Yeah. So uh, so this formula also helps people be able to feel safe in being vulnerable so they don't wig out and be like, what did I just do? What did I just say? Um, we've just got like about 30 seconds till break. But to wrap up this conversation of really listening to other people, Linda, what is the one thing that you would want everybody listening to take away? I would want everyone to know that they're worth listening to and when they realize that then they can also realize that other people are worth listening to yes amen 100 (laughs) percent you're worth listening to you matter and by giving yourself that permission you give other people too thank you so much all right don't go anywhere when we come back we're going to talk about the power of listening to yourself and also listening to your higher power to source to god whatever you your belief system is um don't go anywhere because there's some really impactful tools and tips we're going to share with that and remember all the answers are within you now so this is going to be the tool to accessing those answers um we'll see you in a minute Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get 
guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. Today's show is all about the power of listening. We started with a quote by Mark Twain. Wisdom comes from a lifetime of listening when you would have rather been talking. And the first segment was about listening to others. Um, Just Linda had some great advice. Number one, Linda said, hey, listen, if you want people, if you want to be a good listener to other people, just know that you're worth listening to, too. That's really good. And then there's a clear formula for listening to people. First of all, being fully present. Second of all, after you're fully present, just listen. (laughs) Third, validate what I hear you say or what I'm hearing you say is. And then uh, just let them know you hear them and you love them. And then the last thing is, what do you need? Just ask them, what do you need? Obviously, they're listening or they're wanting you to hear them because they're needing something. So that's the formula for being a good listener when it comes to other people. Now, let's talk about being a good listener when it comes to yourself, when it comes to listening to what you need, to listening to what you want, listening to yourself. And this is different than listening to source or listening to God. And how is this different? Someone says, well, am I, if I'm listening to my higher self, isn't it the same? Well, yeah, kind of. But let's let's talk about this for a second. How often do you really listen to your body? Do you really listen to your mind? Do you really listen to what you're wanting or what you're desiring or what you're needing in your life? Or how often do you just say, okay, I'm going to ignore these things. I'm going to be fine. Um, you know, let's just, let's just move on. You know, how, how often, how often does that happen? Linda, what, what, how on a scale of one to 10, maybe you're better at it now, but how good at you, honestly, are you listening to your body? At one point, I would say I was at a four. I wasn't listening to my body well, and it was screaming at me, and I was ignoring it. Now I would say I am a eight or a nine, and what made, what made the difference for you? Well, first of all, let's talk about when you were at a four, 
what did you notice when you weren't listening to yourself, when you weren't listening to your body, when you weren't listening to your needs? What did you notice? I noticed that there were things happening in my body and didn't know the reason for it. I was uncomfortable. I was um, sometimes even feeling sluggish or tired, you know, and just didn't know the reason for it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really interesting because this is what I think happens. This is what I think happens. When we don't listen to ourselves, we have this part of ourselves that needs something, right? It's inside. Maybe we need more love. Maybe we need more time to rejuvenate. Maybe we need more fun in our life. Maybe we need to eat more. Maybe we need to eat less. Like whatever that is, right? We feel like we have these needs within our body. And if we don't listen to the needs, if we ignore them long enough, then we become like this, this, we have this inner child, this like two-year-old that starts throwing this tantrum inside of us. Like, you better listen to me. And if you don't listen to me, then I'm going to throw a fit. And that's when our body starts breaking, right? Mm -hmm. We start getting rashes or we get sick or we start getting aches or we get an autoimmune disease or we, you know, something happens in our body that says you will pay attention to me. You will listen to me because you haven't been listening to me. So now I'm going to scream loud enough that you have to pay attention to me. Or sometimes our emotions do the same thing. Sometimes it's our emotions going, oh, I've been ignored for so long. So we hold it together and we're living our life and we're going along and then we're in Walmart one day and something happens, somebody says something or our, you know, our child throws a fit or the cart's not working and all of a sudden, <laughs> boom, all the emotions come out. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one that has, has this happen, right? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, all these emotions that we've been holding down that we haven't been listening to, boom, they explode out and we explode and we yell at somebody or we have this breakdown and we start crying and and we feel like now that our emotions are controlling us so I feel like this is what really happens when we don't listen to ourselves so how do you create a good listening relationship with yourself what did you do Linda to go from that four to that eight or nine when it came to listening well I I took the time to be still Mm. because when you got all that chatter going on and you're not still you won't hear yourself in the midst of it. So what did what practices did you use to become still? Loving to walk all the time and just taking in the beauty mm-hmm. that allowed, even though I'm moving, but my mind was being still. I was yeah. focusing on one aspect. And as a result, starting to, to just to be able to appreciate that And then I started hearing things that my body was telling me that it enjoyed. Mm, Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, um, one of the things that I did, so first of all, there's this great book. It's called Feelings Buried Alive, Never Die. It's by a lady named Carol Truman. And um, she she talks about how to listen to your body. Like if you get aches or pains or disease or you have these things going on in your body, she did a bunch of research and she found that there's actually different emotions behind those things. So 
um, when I was very first getting started, I started listening to my body and that if my knee hurt, I would be like, okay, what what might I be feeling that's that's causing this negative energy to reside in my knee? Or if I get a stomach ache, what am I feeling? How am I experiencing this? But then I realized, wow, what if I could what if I could actually recognize this before it manifested into um, an event, before it manifested into physical reality? And so I started doing this meditation or this visualization, which I do quite regularly, and it's really, really powerful. And basically what I do in this visualization is I picture myself as a five-year-old child. And I just ask this five-year-old child, what do you need right now? What is it that you need? And she always tells me, she always tells me what I need. Hey, what I need right now is more love or what I need right now is to go take a bath or what I need right now is walk out in nature. And just by having that conversation with this younger part of myself, just visualizing it, I'm, I'm closing my eyes, you know, I'm, I'm in it. I'm picturing myself at five years old. I'm picturing the clothes I'm wearing. I'm picturing how my hair looks. I'm, I'm really, really taking the time to presence and listen to this child. And I've noticed that as I, as I've done that, that, um, I, and as I follow through on those needs that my body stays happy, my mind stays happy, my emotions stay happy, but if I just take time to listen. So very, very powerful. Uh, is there any other tips you would give about listening to yourself and what you really want? Yeah, I remember you sharing too about even on the eating level. And if you start feeling something after you've eaten something in particular, that's not agreeable to you then recognizing, well, that's something maybe I should step away from. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm glad you brought this up. This is intuitive eating. So mm -hmm. intuition is all about being able to listen to yourself. And one of the things that I would I taught for years and I still talk to people about is this idea of intuitive eating. Oftentimes we just eat. We don't really listen to what our body really wants or needs. And so a great way to um, eat using intuition is to just for three weeks, you write down what you eat. And then an hour later, you write down a word to describe how you feel. So maybe it's like cold cereal in the morning and then you know, an hour later, you feel tired and depressed, <laughs> you know, whatever that is. And you can start recognizing the things in your body that um, that are going on and that are happening. And you can start listening to what your body really needs. So that's that's beautiful. And um, and I want to get into also listening to your higher power, listening to God, listening to source and how you do that. And how how's that different from listening to yourself? Well, listening to yourself is really getting in tune with what you want, what you need, the things that you desire in your life so that your body will be happy, your mind will be happy, your spirit will be happy. But then there's this idea of listening to your higher power, of listening to source, of listening to the universe, of listening to where you're supposed to be going, what you're supposed to be doing, you know. And even as I say supposed to, you know, I'm going to do these little air quotes, right? But it's um, listening and aligning with that. And and here's the truth. When you do align with your truth, miracles are inevitable. When you're able to really get still and listen to the universe, to your higher power, to God, miracles will be inevitable. They will happen in your life. So, um so, Linda, what what do you feel like is the difference between listening to yourself, listening to that inner child, and listening to source? I would say listening to myself is something that's more familiar. Mm -hmm. Even with my inner child, I can relate back to that time period and remember. So it's also familiar. 
listening to God who is my source, and it's something that I wouldn't have come up with on my own. And I realized, okay, this is this has to be God, so let me align myself with it. And when I see the results of it, then it's like, oh, yeah, that was definite. So then it became a, a habit to follow. I knew I was listening to, to God, and I could hear him. Well, I, I agree with you 100%. And I also think that, you know, these two are related because I think we have to really understand what we want in our life. I think universe is set up to give us whatever we want. I think God loves us as his children enough that he wants to grant us our wishes and desires. But we first of all have to listen to ourselves so we know what it is we want, what it is we desire, what we're wanting to create in our life. And if that is coming from a pure space that aligns with, with um, you know, something greater or bigger than us, then we have to listen to the path that we take. It's so interesting. I, I wanted to wanted to share something uh, with you about listening and about the space of listening. And I also think that listening to God, a big part of that is letting go of expectations. Yes. So I think it's deciding, you know, what do I need? What do I want? What is it that I desire? Putting it out there and then just taking the time to listen. And uh, Gerald and I recently had something happen. I don't know if you've known this, but we've moved eight times in the past year and a half. It's been so crazy. And um, it's just been these random things like COVID and, you know, trying to, to and the housing market's crazy right now. Like lots, lots of different things have played into this. And it was really interesting because a while ago we thought we'd found our legendary home, the place where we wanted to live that was, we could bring our tribe we could gather together and and we thought it was this perfect place it was a little bit farther outside of the city which is where some of our kids live and um and and you know so we we were happy in this place and then it didn't work out and i'm like oh no what did i do wrong how did i go wrong in the manifestation of this and so we began our our search again and we ended up just recently moving from solitude um down to a a condo in the city and Let me tell you what, I was not happy about this condo. I mean, it's okay. It's nice. But I mean, after this dream house, it's like anything is going to be disappointing. So I wasn't in a spirit of gratitude. I I had to repent of that. And my my mentor reminded me, like, you got to be happy wherever you are, Allison, or else you aren't going to create new stuff. I'm like, fine, I'll be happy about it. But I was dragging my feet moving in. The good thing about this is it's like less than five minutes away from some of our kids that live in Salt Lake. Beyond that, it's like, yeah, you know, it's four bedrooms, two bathrooms, condo, like it's in an okay area, you know, but I was really kind of, this is my mindset going into it. And um, the very first night that we were in that condo, one of our daughters was having a rough time and she came over and we got this knock on the door and she was just in tears and she came over and we just got to hold her and console her Mm -hmm. and comfort her and be there with her. And when she left, Gerald turned to me and he said, if this was the reason, the one reason why we're supposed to move here, it'd be worth it. And then some other developments have come up, some other things um, in our lives that were like, wow, this is really where we needed to be. I'm really glad that I listened. And even though it seemed like I was giving up on my dream, I just listened and realized, no, this is, this is really where we're supposed to be. This is where God, where Source wants us to be. And... I think sometimes this is how it works when it comes to listening to our higher power is that sometimes we think we want something and then we get what we really want. Or sometimes there's something that we think we want, but then we're given what we really need. And if we're so stuck on our own agendas, 
if we're so stuck on focused on what it is that we think the outcome should be, then we're never going to be able to really fully listen and act on the things that might be for our greatest and highest good. So when it comes to listening to yourself, I think the formula that I would recommend is just visualizing that younger version of yourself and then just really listening, just ask her or him, what do you need? And then listen. And when it comes to listening to source, um, there's a really easy formula that I use. This is the same formula I use for intention and for manifesting. It's number one, figure out what it is you want. What is it that you want in your life? But don't focus on what you think you want. Focus on what you really want. So like Gerald and I thought we wanted this place where, you know, we could do all these things and have our tribe and our family come. But what we really wanted, what we really wanted at the core was just a safe space where people could come and feel loved and welcome. And we got that, you know. So focus, what is it, number one, that you really want? Number two, ask a question. How can I even more fully create a space where my family and friends can come and feel loved? And then after asking that question, go into your meditation, ask it before you go to sleep, anytime you're accessing that subconscious. And then as you come out of that, just write down your answer. Listen, what is it? It will always come. It will always be there. Is there anything you want to add to that? That's so very true. And even with listening to source, we realize that we had this expectation beforehand but it was missing so many pieces along the way in that journey that we needed to experience that would make our receiving it so much better. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we're going to go into break here in just a minute and let's just practice this while we're on break today. If you're, if you're listening right now, just think right now, what is one thing that you want in your life? What is one thing you want? And make sure it's what you really want. If you're thinking, I want more money, what is it that you really want? Well, I want to feel more freedom in my life. I want to be able to travel. I want to serve other people. I want to connect more deeply. Get in tune. What is something that you really want in your life right now? And now turn it into a question. And just just practice along with me. Write this question down. It can be in your phone. It can be in a piece of paper. How can I even more fully continue to create a life of freedom and abundance? How can I continue to connect deeply with my lover, partner, or spouse. Um, and, and notice there's some little things like even more that that assumes or implies that we're already doing this. And then during this break time, just close your eyes for a few minutes. Just see if you can get into a relaxed state and listen to the answers that, that come. And when we come back, we've got our family first segment with Lori Richens. Lori, we're so excited to hear from you and uh, get your take on the art of listening. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business, and the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The soul of enterprise is heard live every Friday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Influencers Channel with the replay on Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel, featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome, welcome back to Spotlight. Today's show has all been about the art of listening, all about the art of listening. And here's what we've talked about so far. We're going to do a real quick recap here. So number one, the importance of listening to other people. And there's a very specific formula for being able to do this. Number one, be fully present. When someone comes to you, they want you to listen to something they're saying. Number two, don't talk pretty easy right yes <laughs> it's a key part of listening <laughs> number three validate what i heard you say was or what i'm hearing you say is uh, number four you say i heard you when they're done talking i heard you i hear you and i love you or i hear you and i want you to know that i'm here for you i hear you and and then the last thing is just to ask them what do you need what do you need in this moment now now imagine how different would our world be if everybody practiced these listening skills, what about world leaders? I don't know. Maybe it could be. Maybe it could be a very different world. Uh, second thing we <laughs> talked about, and by the way, this is the lovely Linda Russo in studio with me. Linda, say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. Uh, second thing we talked about was the power or the art of listening to yourself, to listening to that inner child. What does your inner child need? And it's a really simple way to do this. Just picture that five-year-old version of yourself. Ask him or her, what do you need? And just take time to listen. Oftentimes that, that younger version of yourself will tell you, hey, I need a bath right now. I need more rest and need more travel, whatever that is, and then act on it, do it, really listen to it. And then the third thing we talked about was the power of listening to God or listening to source, listening to the universe, being fully in alignment, the power of determining what it is you want, and then asking the question. You know, there's a really famous scripture, asking you shall receive, knock and it shall be open to you. Make sure you get you get focused on what it is you really want, and then turn that into question. Ask the question. And then key part after you ask need to listen for the answer. Create space where you can listen for that answer. So, Linda, is there any, anything I missed? Anything else you want to talk about recapping? Well, you also spoke about the that you're worth listening to. Oh, yes. Linda brought that up. This is important. If you're listening right now, Linda and I want you to know 
you are worth listening to. What you have to say matters, and you deserve to be presenced in unconditional love. And when you can have that awareness or that knowledge, then you allow other people the ability to do the same. Thank you so much, Linda. You're welcome. All right. Now, I want to hear from the fabulous Lori Richens, who does our family first segment. Lori's the mother of seven children. That's a lot of kids to listen to. Uh, she also ran for political office, which, you know, running for political office, you got to listen to other people. So, Lori, I want to hear your take on all this, on the art of listening. Oh, I'm so thrilled to be able to talk about uh, how to listen to your children. I'm going to kind of take that perspective. Uh, you've covered so many other topics so beautifully. So I have a formula for listening to adult children because as your children grow and you have to navigate to where you're no longer speaking to them as children, that they are adults and they have their own mindset and their own opinions, you kind of have to change the way you parent them. And so. I have three L's formula uh, for listening to your children, to your adult children, and the first one is less. The word is less. The second is learn, and the third is love. But in the in the um, aspect of less, we need to lessen our ego, and we need to lessen our emotional response, because when your children are younger and you're able to um, have stewardship over them in a way that you can control um, a bit more of the circumstances. As your children get older, it's really important that you keep your ego in check and you keep your emotion, your emotions in check and um, not be easily offended as they're trying to kind of um, get their teeth into a new way of communicating uh, in their older um, self, version of their older selves. And I love this acronym WAIT, W-A-I-T. We must ask ourselves, why am I talking? W-A-I-T. When our children are, are talking to us, we must ask ourselves um, the important question of why am I talking when I should be listening. The second thing is to learn. You have to learn as much as you can while they are communicating with you instead of just focusing on what you want them to learn from you. One thing my older children have said, uh, my children are ages 19 to 35, and one thing they have said is, Mom, sometimes I just need you to be a mom and not be a mentor. And that's been really helpful counsel to me because um, my mentor uh, mindset just kind of kicks in, and they just need nurturing. They need to be listened to. One thing I've learned, too, is that um, one of my older uh, sons ended up sending me a letter recently, and it was very detailed, and he was expressing some things that he felt that I needed to know as a mom, and it was it was one of those uh, letters where I really did have to keep my ego and my emotions in check, and I realized that in that case, less was going to be more for him. And so uh, sometimes you need to honor the struggle that your children in and don't try to fix uh, or respond to everything. You just need to know that, that you've heard. They just need to know that you've heard everything. So I had this very brief response to him, and I said, I read everything, and I have one bit of counsel. I gave that counsel, and then I finished with, I love you, and you are an important part of our family. And I wanted him to know that whatever he needed to say, I was willing to listen, and I was willing to learn, and, and no matter what, our relationship was going to be intact. And another last thing, um, my, my older daughter um, had a conversation with me not long ago, and she was really kind of sharing this new perspective that she had that was different than the perspective that I had taught her about as she was growing up. And um, I realized that she was 
kind of combative in this conversation, and she was also easily triggered regarding the things that I was saying in return. And in that moment, I realized that rather than trying to correct her, it was just important that she knew that I was going to listen and really make sure to... um, Sorry, um, I really needed to make sure that she understood that um, whatever mood that she was in, I was going to hear her, and I was going to assure her that this new place that she was in, she would always be loved. And that is the last thing, that the, mm-hmm. the love aspect is absolutely critical. She ended up having a dream, and she was worried with this new kind of um, opinion that she had developed and this new um, plan that she had in her life that we would reject her. She ended up having a dream that she was just walking along with her dad, and they were having this wonderful conversation. It was very um, healthy and whole. She realized that whatever path she went down, that everything was still going to be fine with our family. So I'm just going to review these three things, that we need to to focus on the formula of less, learn, and love when we're listening to our children. And the love aspect is that no matter where our children go, no matter what decisions that they end up making, that they need to know that we are always going to be present with them and we're going to love this new version of them. So yes, we need to listen to ourselves, we need to listen to the Lord, we need to listen to others, but also, especially our adult children, they need to know that we are listening well to them. Mm, thank you so much, Lori. And that's a really good reminder. This, uh, you know, I love this concept of listening in love, uh, and especially to our children, our adult children, but to everybody. You know, um, I've had some experiences in my life as my children have got older where they felt like I wasn't listening to them in love, that I wasn't presenting them. And it's really caused some heartache and some disturbances in our relationship. And I think at the end of the day, when it comes to listening, The thing that all of us really want is just to have someone listen to us and love us. So true. It is true. Just to listen to us and just to love us. So, Linda, what... And just... Go ahead, Lori. Yeah, especially with so many families fracturing, um, it's just become a rampant uh, issue in our society. And that is so true with all the different paths that so many children and adults are choosing to take. It's important that in the end, the final message is that they know that the, the unity of the family is going to be the most important aspect of um, you know the message that is delivered. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I'm just so thankful for the people in my life that listen to me in love for, you know, Gerald is a great example of that, um, where I can go to him in all the storms of my emotions. I don't know. Do you do you ever feel storms of emotions? I, just, I was just talking. I was just talking to Gerald last night. I'm like, Gerald, do you think I'm bipolar? Like, sometimes I feel really sad. And sometimes I feel really happy. And, and it, sometimes it's like in the same hour that I feel these ways. He's like, um, I think you're a woman. I think you're a human being. I think this is like a normal part of life, right? But just to be able to express to him, like, oh, this is what I'm really feeling sad about, or this is what I'm really feeling happy about. And he's like, okay, I hear you. I got to love you. I'm holding space for you. You're not crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes that's a key thing, too. And I'm, I'm thankful. You know, it's so funny. Last night, you're talking about adult children, Lori. My my dad, I was talking with my dad, and he, he says to me in his, uh, in, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going into a political conversation here, but I, I would love to share this story with you. He says to me, I'm on FaceTime with him, and he's like, Allison, I want you to know I love you. 
And I'm worried about you because the Delta variation of COVID is coming out. And I just want you to know that I'm concerned about you because you haven't gotten vaccine. And I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm just telling you I love you and I'm concerned about you. And I'm like, Dad, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you love me that you're concerned about me. I feel so loved in this moment now, you know, but just being able to sometimes when we do want to say something or express something to somebody else, making sure that we're doing it in love, because that's really why we say things, right? It's really why even this people that we love the most in our lives, like we're saying things because we love them, not because we want to hurt their feelings, not because we want to create some kind of fight. It's because we love them and we're wanting to share out of love. I really liked how you said that, Linda. Um, and, 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 as we wrap up, I would love, because your voices deserve to be heard, I would love, uh, Linda and Lori, for you to share your final thoughts on the art of listening. How can we become better listeners to others, to ourselves, and to our higher source or power? So, Linda, what were your final words? Well, to be okay with being wrong. Mm. Whether we're truly wrong or not, it's to be okay with that because then it allows another person to be open and willing to share with us. Yeah, this is so true. So often my ego gets in the way when other people are talking to me and I'm like, I make it about me instead of about them, right? Instead of being fully present, listening to them, I'm like, they're attacking me. What are they saying about me? What could I have done differently? And you're right. If we just are able to let go of that ego, if we're just able to listen in full presence and in love, then um, then they can feel safe to share with us. So thank you. Great, great tip. Lori, what's your, uh, what would be the, the thing that you want the listeners to hear in regards to listening? You know, some years ago, I was in a really difficult family situation, and, and I was grieving through the night. I didn't sleep much, and I had a dream, and there was a messenger in the dream, and the messenger said to me, um, regarding that personal situation, he, uh, what I was told was you need to say what that person needs to hear more than focus on what you want to say. And really, when I heard you tell the story about your dad, your dad, what he really wanted to say is, I'd really like, Allison, for you to get that vaccine so that you can be protected and I can stop worrying about you. That's probably what he really wanted to say. But what he knew you needed to hear is, I love you and I'm concerned about you. And then you can decide what you need to do in your own life that would be best for you regarding the vaccine. So that is how families stay intact, yeah. by focusing more on what the person needs to hear than just what you want to say. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Here, here's my final words of wisdom. Love. Make sure you listen in love. Make sure you speak in love. If we can surrender the ego and just do everything from that place of love, um, then I think the world around us will react in love too so uh, i'm allison h larson you've been listening to spotlight thank you to our special guest in studio today with us linda rousseau check her out on facebook make sure and follow her she's got some important things to say and also Lori richens for our family first segment make sure and check her out as well and we'll see you next week bye everybody bye Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.